Welcome to the press conference room. We have Team Penske's Will Power finished second today in Rev Group Grand Prix. Will, it's um, best in class perhaps today is the, the yeah. message of the day for you. Did you, um, is that how you saw it? Yeah, so yeah, I actually never saw Alex. Uh, felt like I was just racing my own race, kind of with uh, Joseph, you know, about similar paces, a group behind, I think. And um, uh, yeah, that's, that's all we had. It was a very clean day for us, good stops, no mistakes, reasonable car. Um, and uh, yeah, we just, we simply did not have the pace to run what Alex could run. I haven't rarely said that in my career. You had a, a battle with your teammate. Obviously, yeah. he's a points points leader, and yeah, had to behave to a certain degree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I've actually got a boost penalty on that outlap coming out of the carousel there, so he got a big run, and um, uh, so I had to just play it really clean, safe, keep ahead of him. Um, obviously, if he got a nose ahead or something, I probably would have just let him go. But um, yeah. And then it was a matter of pulling a gap, so we weren't in the same proximity um, to, to battle. I'm sure there's a lot of races where you're saying, boy, I'd like to have a yellow here to bunch things up. Yeah. Do you think it would have mattered? I don't think it would have mattered. Yeah, I, I don't think so. You know, rain may have. Rain would have been the only thing that might have helped us today. Yeah. Questions? Yeah, we'll we have a, we've, we've got a microphone here. We need for the transcript. Yeah, Will, Rob Martier, WLS AM Radio in Chicago. You said reasonable. Explain. Uh, day? No, reasonable no. car. Yeah. You said reasonable car. Explain. Yeah, well, you know, it, let's say Alex wasn't in the race. I would have said I had a good car. <laughs> if he's in the race, you kind of look at that pace and go, well, what, what are we missing? And it's kind of tough to, to pinpoint that because the car did not feel bad. It was a reasonable balance, not, you know, tires kind of went off a bit at the end. But, yeah, I... It's yeah hard for me to understand you know you know where where he can be how he can be so fast for over a whole stint. And joining us also from Team Penske, Joseph Newgarden. Joseph, um, maybe the best thing to be said is you're still the points leader in a third place finish. But uh, Will was just speaking of how dominant Will or how dominant Alex was today. Uh, that was a half a second a lap he put on the field. Was pretty impressive. Oh, that's funny. That's about what I figured it was. Half second lap. Um, yeah, it just wasn't. You know, we we obviously didn't have enough today. You know, we were a little shy, uh, probably a lot shy actually. Um, but we were, you know, trying to do what we could to, to catch back up and hold our ground. I think even just guys behind us were very quick towards the end. So just trying to hold our ground was was tough in a lot of ways. But yeah, Alex and Andretti, they were just, you know, they were too good for us today. So we've got to come back to the drawing board and try and uh, figure out you know, what we're missing. And, um, you know, I have confidence we'll do that. I think Chevy still gave us a great package today. We just got to keep tweaking on everything, find out what we need from the car, from the engine, and, and just make it a bit stronger. Um, and then just having Rev Group on this weekend has been great. So uh, still an okay day. Just, you know, it's disappointing when, when you don't have enough. And, um, you know, I think we'll, we'll work hard now to, to go find what that is. How was it racing with Will there in that middle section? Well, I was trying to do what I could. Uh, I'd lost a lot of ground in the start. Uh, the the left side was not the place to be on the start. And um, so once I got passed by the Ray Hall Lanigan guys, it was just trying to get by them and then trying to catch back up to Will and give give a little go to him. But uh, I just didn't have enough. You know, I think we were pretty equal. Uh, I was kind of 
kind of yo-yoing a bit. He'd pull out, and then I'd catch back up, and then he'd pull out again. So it was just, it was just hard to do anything, really. We were just kind of in lockstep most of the day and pushing as hard as we could, and that's, that's really what we had. What you saw is what we had. Normally, podium finishes are a little more enthusiastic <laughs> here. This is interesting. Uh, Bruce, or, or wherever David the mic from. David Malsher has the mic. <laughs> Um, did you did you see uh, in the breakdown of the sectors uh, where you were losing out to Alex and is it an ominous sign for mid Ohio uh, in terms of which corners he was kind of like superior to you guys? Well, we'll have to actually uh, dissect the data. Yeah, we um, haven't seen it yet. Yeah, obviously. we haven't seen it. We saw it in qualifying. <coughs> uh, it's just a bit of bit of everything, but um, we'll have a good look at all the sectors during the race. And the tire drop off and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's yeah. To for me to knock off half a second a lap would have been man. We're using a bit of push to pass every lap type thing. And with the uh, uh, Chevy's fuel consumption, was it was it dialed down? Was that part of the uh, the problem as well? Did you have your engine mm -hmm. on full lean the whole time? Uh, we did. Yeah, for the most part, we ran lean a lot. Bruce, all in the far left. You guys have had uh, races like Alex has had today. Uh, how difficult is that when you're that far ahead that, you know, you don't see, like, the rabbit jump out in front of you as something un unexpected? It's yeah. probably harder than it really looks to us. I find it quite lovely <laughs> when you have that much of a gap. It so. is. You have a gap like that, yeah, you can just, yeah, you don't want to make, you don't want your mind to wander a bit. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, it's nice. You're just praying there's not a safety car, there's not uh, rain or something like that that takes your whole lead away. Yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah. You just don't want to caution. Yeah. You don't just stay green. But it's, other than that, it's really nice. Well, did you guys see the rock that was in the? Uh... Yeah, seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the I track did was see coming that. up. Yeah. yeah, is that what it was? The track coming up? That's what it looked like. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to resurface this joint at some point. No, I guess it'd be expensive, wouldn't it? Do the whole thing? Yeah. What's that? Was oh it? no, um, no, it was, no, it was offline. The track's good. I mean, you know, it's it's nice. It's a good track. I'm just thinking, like these guys ever resurfaced it, that'd be a big. Wouldn't it be? Like, that'd be a, that'd be expensive to do this track. Maybe you just do all the corners or something. Yeah, yeah. Chris Jenkins. Yeah, my question is also about the chunk of concrete. So you guys weren't lobbying for a caution or anything or would it not really well yeah i actually thought it was like dirt that's what i thought i didn't think like yeah i didn't realize yeah, a bit careful over it but yeah yeah I didn't, if there's a chunk sometimes they get stuck stuck under your car and you, you head off into the wall uh yeah yeah it was offline enough that i don't think anyone was complaining too bad about it yeah, yeah. we should have been we yeah. want a caution <laughs> it's dangerous Dangerous. <laughs> Not sure it would have changed the day much, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just would have shot at him up the yeah. hill, maybe. <laughs> Question from Wolfgang. Only one. <laughs> about Question gang. for you, Joseph. You just said earlier that Chevy gave you or your Penske a great package, and you have to figure out where you can improve to catch up with Alex. Do you have already idea where the car can be improved? So when it's not the engines, maybe Chelsea? Yeah, I think it's both. I mean, I, I think we, you know, they work in unison, you know, and, and it's about optimizing both together. Um, but I think we have some ideas of, of where we can be stronger. It's just a matter of of implementing them. You know, you can only you can only do things so quickly, and we only have so much test time. So, you know, I think there's there's ideas that we have of where to be stronger, and 
it's you know it's all around really i think it's it's a unison between the chassis and the engine where we've always got to be continuing to push forward but i feel confident that we have the best of the best i mean chevy is you know they're they're stacked with great people and they have so much potential to always turn things around and and uh, do a great job for us and i feel the same way about the team so it's a matter of you know always always making those the strongest together patrick on your far left uh, will to follow up a little bit on that and also follow up on uh you said you know, back to this whole reasonable question earlier. Uh, can you leave your feeling good about, uh, you know, how you ran and you, you feel like, oh, I did everything I could? Or yeah. you, you leave a little dis disappointed in that you, you got your butts kicked pretty bad anyway? Yeah, I think we'll leave really, uh, really trying to understand how to go faster. You know, it's something that we review pretty extensively to, to understand um, how we can come back next year and, and be closer. So, um, you know, once we get all the sector, um, analysis report and all that stuff. We'll understand more, but uh, yeah, you do, yeah. I mean, it's hard to win an IndyCar these days. So, for someone to have an advantage like that, we've got to have a pretty close look. Well, are you lobbying for a repave job here? I mean, how is this? Is it something, <laughs> no, it's something fine. Something you'd like to see or not see? No, no, no. It's fine. I mean, yeah, of course, it's it's be nice for us repave, but it's actually a cool track. It's a cool track. Yeah, I'm not lobbying for anything. I was just wondering if anyone knew, like. So I was just thinking, just just lying in bed last night, and I just thought, hmm, that would be expensive. That would be quite expensive. It's a long track. The people that don't know Will, that that is just a genuine thought. He's just curious <laughs> how curious, much it would it's cost. Not even like, a... If anyone has the answer, just get it to him yeah. because he wants to know. Yeah, <laughs> 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 no, I don't want it that bad. I, I'm, I'm fine with the track. It's good. It just makes it hard. So for Will and Joseph, just um, I don't. Alex has been really just strong. And I think three seconds in the last four races. I was Joseph. You beat him on a couple of those occasions. How good is Alex driving his race car, and how much they got that team going right now? Yeah, I think their their team's very strong. You see, like throughout their organization, uh, including Colton, uh, they've they've just got very strong race cars. Um, all their drivers look good consistently, which I think speaks to the strength of their organization. So. Um, you know, like I said, I, I'll just repeat myself, but I feel confident in our organization. I think we've got the best of the best, and we can take the challenge to them, no problem. But they're they're without a doubt a, a tough competitor right now. They're very, very on it. Every track we go to, we've got to worry about them. So they're, they're going to be tough all the way through to the finish, I think. I don't think they're going to have any places where they're weak, really. We'll take our last question from Bruce. Just throwing this out there, but do you guys ever sometimes think what it might be like to have Alex as a teammate? <laughs> That'd be cool. Joseph, yeah. Joseph really wants him as a teammate. I think that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah, I'm good, whatever. Whatever, man. Yeah. As long as I've got a job. <laughs> as long as you're not kicking me out. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah as long as it's not replacing me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, fellas, and uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks, three weeks, actually. And Welcome to the Media Center. We have race winner Alex Rossi from... Andretti Autosport, and Alex, I promise never again to say you weren't fastest in a session because that was pretty impressive. Thank you. Half a second a lap for 55 laps in an hour and a half, that was uh, that's probably as good as it gets. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, it was probably one of the best race cars I've, I've ever had. So uh, huge hats off to, to the 27 team and, and Jeremy Millis and Rob Edwards and, and the whole group of guys. I mean, we uh, we've been quick for the whole season um 
but yeah, we just haven't really had it come our way um, as many times as we want for one reason or another. And uh, it was good to be able to, to look into things after Texas and kind of understand, you know, what was our mistakes and what was bad luck and, and all the sorts of it. And, and to come out and be able to, to do what we did today was a huge testament to the whole, whole organization. So um, it's what we needed for sure. And uh, we'll enjoy it tonight and uh, get to work on Toronto tomorrow morning. As I saw it, there was one moment in the race for you, and that was the first corner, first lap. Let's tell us about that battle with Colton, and then did you have anything else the rest of the way? Um, yeah, I mean, I was able to get a pretty good toe off of him into turn one, and uh, you know, I knew that the cleaner was important. So when I had the the window there on the outside, I I went for it, and. Um, that really set our race up because you know clean air gives you the ability to manage uh, your pace and, and tires and fuel and kind of just control it from there and, and that's what we were able to do. Um, the hardest part of the race was for sure the first stint with with the Firestone alternate tires. I mean, there's definitely a performance advantage from them, but but the degradation was quite high. And um, yeah, so it was it was about getting to to our target lap on those tires, and for sure that was those last three laps. It was moving around quite a lot, but um, it was obviously the same for everyone else. Is it difficult to keep focus when you're 20, 22, 25, 28 seconds up? No, um, you know you just you're pushing every lap regardless of the gap, right? And uh, you got to stay in mindset and in the zone and and obviously when you have a gap that big your your concern is the yellow and um with how things have gone for us this year i was waiting for it and uh, i was i was uh, just hoping it didn't happen and uh, fortunately today um, there was no yellows and we were able to to bring it home um, from where we started questions we'll start here with on your left with patrick uh, i'll just start with the obvious on the yellow potential yellow we had that piece of the, the couple pieces of asphalt that were down there chunks from the curb down in seven I want to say it was mm -hmm. uh, did they ask you about it did you mention it or did you just say no it's just fine uh, no they didn't ask I mean I think the the race direction and Kyle has has proven this this year and, and really ever since he's been involved in the series that he's not interested in in uh, upsetting a race for for kind of irrelevant things I mean we're not on an oval so there's no safety concern with debris being offline um, so yeah I mean it was it was a non-issue, and I think that's that's how it should have been called. But it never came up. Did it cross your mind that might be the yellow we were going to get? And you didn't want it? Uh, not really, no. Okay. I think Jeremy, uh, just to see how you guys think, Jeremy said if you'd pitted like two laps different, you would have led every lap of this race. So yeah. is this about as close to near perfection as you've had in your career? I, I suppose so, yeah, from, from a number standpoint. Um, yeah, probably. I mean, I, I told the guys on the, on the radio once we crossed the, the checker flag that it was the best car I've ever driven, and I think there's a lot of truth to that. So um, you can't, I don't care what, how well you're driving or um, what sort of talent level you're perceived to have, you can't do anything without a car underneath you. So um, the Andretti Autosport group, um, I think, was strong all, all weekend. Um, Ryan had some bad luck in, in qualifying, otherwise he would have been right up there as well. So, you know, this is, this is something that each weekend we're, we're trying to improve on, upon our weak areas and um, we're able to continue to chip away at it. And now you've added Road America to a list that already included the 100th Indy 500, a win at Watkins Glen, and two Long Beach Grand Prix. So those are pretty big jewels. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for, for whatever reason, 
you know, we haven't had a good result here. So it took took four years to finally even get in the top 10. So, um, you know, we, as I said at the beginning of the weekend, we've always had pace. We just haven't closed the deal on Sunday. So to be able to not only close the deal, but to do it in the way that we did uh, feels good. And um, I love this racetrack. I love the crowd. I love the energy um, that exists here from the fans. So it's a, it's a special one for me, for sure. It's right here to your left. A um, couple of things. One, were you bummed at all that you didn't lead every lap? No, <laughs> unless there's a point for that that we missed. Uh, no, it doesn't really matter. Um, obviously, you've been uh, second three of the last four races coming in. Were you, how much, how frustrated were you getting from finishing second? Was it second at Indy also. Were you getting frustrated about trying to get back into victory lane? Um, I don't know that frustrated is the right word. I think it's it was more disappointment because um, we, we don't show up to finish second, right? And... It was. It wasn't that we were upset with second. It's that we were getting beat by the guys we were fighting in the championship, right? So um, that's where it was. It was hurting us. Um, but the the thing that I was telling everyone is, you know, we we have pace. It's not that we're finishing second or tenth because because we're struggling. I mean, we're there. We're there fighting for wins. Um, we're just not getting it done. So it was a good one today uh, to be able to close the gap um, to Joseph and. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a long road ahead of us, and by no means is is it over. Uh, there's a lot of fighting left to do, and uh, they're going to be tough competition. How great for you that the rain held off. You guys are in victory lane, and it starts pouring. Yeah, you never, really yeah, good. you never want that. You either want it to start wet um, and be wet the whole way, or not rain at all. Um, when you bring in intermittent weather conditions, there's variables and things that can be out of your control. So. I'm glad that it uh, stayed dry for the whole race. Glad for the fans and, and the people camping out there. I'm sure that wouldn't have been fun if there was a downpour in, in people's tents. Wolfgang? Uh, Alex, first of all, congratulations. Um, you said earlier you were pushing most of the time or all the time. You were not concerned that there may be bad troubles with the fuel consumption. And the second question, did the team do significant changes chassis-wise from qualifying to the race? Um, yeah, I mean, we were pushing, but we were hitting our fuel number. So, no, there was never a concern. We weren't using we weren't using fuel. Um, so that was a good thing. The car balance was just there to allow us to do the lap times. And no, um, no, we didn't change anything really overnight. We we did some fine tuning things, um, but we felt that the car that we had in qualifying was good. We just missed uh, the conditions a little bit. Um, and didn't anticipate there being as much grip as there ultimately was in qualifying. Um, so yeah, we, we knew we had a good race car. We were quickest in, in P2 on Friday. Um, had, a, had an engine issue in, in P3, um, which, which Honda did a great job to, to get a new engine in for qualifying, which is no easy feat um, to be able to bring it up to the performance level in such a short period of time. So the fact they were able to do that to give us a front row start um, made quite a bit of a difference today. So huge hats off to, to Honda and, and HPD. David Malsh on your right. Um, bearing in mind the Penske's finished uh, half a minute behind you, does that play into your considerations of uh, where you want to drive next year? I have no considerations. None whatsoever? Nope. It's in other people's hands? It's in God's hands. Is it? It is. Is that God, is that God <laughs> <laughs> Question is going to be a little more serious, perhaps, on the left-hand side. Uh, 
Speaking of tire, uh, tire degradation that you talked about, uh, saw you in the winner's circle. They look pretty ragged. How bad was it at the end? Oh, no, that's not deg. That's we go around to pick up marbles um, for, for other reasons. Um, the deg was, uh, was, was pretty high on the red tires for sure, um, which is something that we knew going in. Um, I mean, you get a lot of performance out of them, but they, they fall off harder than, than the primary tires. But I think the, the Firestone primaries were, were fantastic and very consistent throughout a run and, and what you'd expect from, from the prime tire. On your left from Patrick. Uh, you won your first race with execution, perfect execution on fuel at Indy, and now you've won with kind of a dominant execution. Uh, both wins, but which one's more, more satisfying? Well, Indy, for sure. Not to go in full out the whole time? I mean, yeah, if I had won Indy going full out, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> still Indy 500, right? All right, these two down in front, and then we'll close up. You mentioned not getting the result the previous three years. Were there particular things in in those three races? Was there any commonality in, in what held you back? Or uh, no. Do? I don't remember 16. I think we just sucked. Um, 17, I crashed with Tony. And 18, uh, we had a mechanical failure on the car. So, yes, all three different things. How motivated have you been this season for coming so close to the championship last year? You've been obviously right there at the front of the field most of the season. Um, what did you kind of learn from last year's championship run that you kind of carried into this season as you try and make a push for a championship? Um, I think the big thing is is just not not making mistakes. Um, you know, we had a good year last year, but Scott just had fewer mistakes than us, and um, that's ultimately what cost us. We had the same amount of wins, similar amount of podiums, um, but ultimately he just had one or two less bad days than we did. So um, I think that's the big thing. Obviously, it's this year, I think our, com our competition definitely closed the gap. Uh, to us in terms of kind of car performance. It was obviously a new aero kit last year, so I think we came out of the box pretty strong. Um, so the fact that Andretti Autosport's been able to answer to that really from, you know, the first two, three races, we weren't great, um, but we were able to, to kind of self-diagnose what we needed differently from, from this year. You know, there's different tire compounds and just generally it's a new year, right? There's different conditions all around. Um, we've been able to adapt to that pretty quickly and pretty well, and uh, I think that's always hard to do. It's always hard to take a, a fast car and make it faster. So um, that's that's very impressive that they've been able to do that, and um, obviously can't do it without Honda's continual development as well. So um, yeah, in summary, I think it's just about minimizing mistakes and, and just trying to take advantage of the days where you have the car that's, that's the best in the field. Sorry, we had a couple quick more. Chris and then Jim to finish. Is there any kind of a cool factor in that you're one, you've won at a track that you also won at in, early in your career in Formula BMW? Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, it's I. From when we came here in 2016, my last time here was 2008, so eight years had gone by, and I had felt things kind of came full circle then, just by being here and competing in IndyCar. Um, so the fact now that we've been able to win here is is pretty cool. So. Um, there's not a, a lot of tracks that I race at in form of BMW that I, I race, I'm currently racing at. So, yeah, for sure. I hadn't thought about that. So, thank you. Last one here from Jim. Yeah, I just want to ask how satisfying it is. I think there was a couple races last year that didn't go to plan. I mean, obviously Detroit, here, and, and I know that as a team, you guys kind of targeted those, those races to make big improvements and, and 
you have. So I was wondering how satisfying that is from a team perspective. Yeah, I mean, the, the team is, is being relentless, and we went into it this year, I mean, with an unbelievable amount of motivation to win this championship, and, and we felt that, you know, we made mistakes last year. We had some bad luck, especially in Portland, um, that I think dictated the, the end result in the championship. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we we know that we have the capability and the team and, and the performance to do it. So um, this off season was a lot of soul searching for, for all of us and trying to figure out how to go one better. And um, I think that's why there was a lot of the frustration the past couple of weeks because we've been close but, but missing opportunities to, to the Penske cars. So um, today was a good day to, to be able to kind of right that ship and hopefully um, start a trend for, for the second half of the season. Alex, thank you. Congratulations. Thank you.